0: Welcome to the Watching Dead the officially unofficial podcast for the Walking Dead on AMC. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. Today we're talking about season 10, episode 15 titled The Tower. Uh this is the one where Negan like makes the tallest Jenga uh tower. He wins. He totally thrashes Lydia in their, their game of Jenga.
2: Yeah, it's where they decide to, you know, to fully lean into the magical cowboy and just rip off Stephen King. Yep. Uh, if you just dropped a dark, you can't get sued. That's what <laughs> that's what AMC's lawyers said. Uh, <laughs> this, <laughs> you... the, there
0: is no like subterfuge. There is no hidden meaning in the tower, nope. right? It's just the tower.
2: They're in a an emergency room tower, some sort of hospital yeah. environment. Apparently, I think assuming he's rolling up to the place that they are at, because I don't know that we actually see that evidence, but we that's assume true. Yeah. Based I mean, on I how they're like... reacting and all that. Yeah, I don't know why all the city's cats have started shitting and pissing in the hospital tower, but that apparently huh. is true. Yeah, I don't. Maybe this is an intermediate location. This is like you know, it's like a video game, like The Last of Us Two, and are like, uh, oh, you got to go to this the hospital complex. It's over there, and it's like this big tall tower. Like that, you you're gonna have to crawl through a fucking mall oh yeah there's gonna be a parking garage or two you're gonna to have to fight through like maybe this is just the the pre-stage to the boss stage he's gonna have to fight to his way through the the emergency room yeah um, i mean when you tell me like
0: when you talk about towers i don't think of hospitals as towers and i know it's true they have multiple levels typically and hospitals can be pretty big and we have a pretty big hospital uh well We do Uh, over in Indianapolis. There's a pretty tall ass hospital over there. Uh Uh, So I guess it could be a tower, but that's not my first thought.
2: Well, and the thing is, like, this would be kind of a joke discussion, except for at the end of the episode, when they see the herd walking into the emergency room, I fully expected to pan up to see the fucking tower. Right. (laughs) So them not doing that kind of makes me think is this not the tower? Well, they ran also, out of tower budget when they showed Alexandria and the windmill. <laughs> they were just like, right. Yeah. They, they. Oh, man, we, you want us to matte painting something. I'm sorry. That budget's blown. Yeah. Well, the other thing that I thought was, was weird other than the, not seeing the thing is like the mental image of like beta hustling a herd up several flights of stairs. <laughs> <laughs> where they're going to have to get through a essentially residential sized door when they get through the populated place. Maybe there's four, uh-huh. four staircases they can assault from at a time, but like still, I feel like the high ground Anakin is what you want. And that's what our survivors got. It's true. Yeah. It sucks for Boston, Rob and, and uh, Aaron, because I don't see any way they're going to survive this. Oh yeah.
0: I mean, they get captured. I, I don't even know why they got captured, why they weren't just immediately turned
2: uh, I turned know. into soldiers. The Maybe undead. they will be. Maybe that's the last time we've seen Boston robber Aaron. So, so what do you think of this episode? Because I'm in medium suspense for uh-huh. what's happening next. Like, it's very exciting. Beta smashing uh, the tower where the survivors have foolishly left themselves with no place to escape, I guess. Um, Maybe it has a sky bridge. Maybe it goes over to, like, the mall. <laughs> There you go. There you go. It's going to be the battle for the another bridge battle. Oh, my God. Walking uh, Dead loves their goddamn bridge battles. Yep. Uh, I, Yeah, there is some. I, I don't know. I thought there was some silly stuff in this episode. Uh, most of it was good. Mm-hmm. Um, And I can't even put my finger on this stuff that was silly that didn't work. It's like princess is a little too much, but not really.
0: I,
1: not I enjoy really, this stuff. Right? Yeah. Yeah. They did with
2: Princess. Yeah, but she's, she's kind of like just a better version of Eugene and the episode itself (laughs) made that point and they allowed Eugene to make it. So it's like, okay, that all kind of tracks. Yeah. Yumika, I thought was kind of annoying, like, look, settle down, new Mm -hmm. girl. Uh, You're going to be suspicious of a bunch of new, really? We just took your ass in. You want to talk, you want to talk about selfish loners. Let's talk about your girlfriend, Magna. Yeah. Who you were like repping and propping up, up until the very last episode. Some of that bothered me and, and just like, yeah, like it's clever to do the bait and switch with Alexander and Oceanside to some end, but it seems incredibly foolish to hole up in a tower like yeah, a, a, a mall. A one-story mall, like an indoor abandoned mall, like where there's multiple exits and large territory. Like, but a tower where you can just get surrounded. The, the one thing that you can actually be surrounded by with a horde. <laughs>
0: Maybe they all tower. have paragliders. Maybe they raided like an REI and yeah. they ended
2: up. Yeah, because like with Beta's horde, which is kind of sickly and pale at this point, like what is our 500 zombies in that? I don't think they take know. Alexandria. I think I think I think Reg's cold roll steel stands up against this shit all day, every day for <laughs> weeks on end, if necessary. I, I think you're right. Yeah. The, although there are a lot of them. I mean,
0: you saw the shot in Alexandria, right? Where they were just filling the courtyard there or or whatever it was, you know, trampling all their crops and stuff. Yeah, there's a there's lot. There's a like lot 500 of
2: them. to a thousand. I'm not saying it would be easy. Oh, I'm just saying more than that, that like but you yeah. really. OK, so I, I think there are multiple um, thousands at least. I, I don't even think we saw an end to to those, uh, I just... Thought, hmm, I I don't know. Maybe they didn't have the budget required to do the teaming horde. But I felt like, yeah, there was a dense nucleus around Beta. But as the camera pulled back, it kind of kind of got a little maybe thin and scraggly. Yeah. Uh, but still taking everybody, putting them in a tower.
0: It's it's a risky move. I don't know what their plan is yet. You know, maybe the yeah. maybe their <laughs> plan is to. It, I I don't know. Uh trick them into thinking they're in a tower and then blow the tower and drop it on the walkers i
1: i really don't know
2: you know uh yeah yeah, paraglide off that thing paraglide their um zipline they got Mm -hmm. ziplines ran they're gonna get everybody up there they're gonna set it on fire and then they're gonna zipline and the you know zombies know how to know how to zipline yeah then they'll wait for the whispers at the bottom and uh gank 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 i really don't know that's
0: like Kind of the most exciting thing about this episode is I'm not sure what the plan is, I, but yeah. I do know
2: that like the plan is in trouble, whatever it was,
0: uh, yeah, the based plan. on their reactions.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the plan of uh, all those damn cats, those fucking cats. Jesus, which but it can't be in that much trouble, right? We've got to see at least what the plan
0: was. Otherwise, this whole episode and, and their big, stupid plan is a big, stupid
2: waste. I do think what we have expressed in the last few weeks are not excitement that you have this thing where the walking dead is keeping a plan to itself mm-hmm. and like, we're just kind of like supposed to figure it out as we go. Um, it feels like um, it's a good way to make things seem a lot smarter in hindsight than they actually are. But sure. yeah, you're right. If like we never see what the actual plan was supposed to be for this Oceanside Gambit tower deal then yeah what was the point i don't know man i gotta see for it Ke- for kelly and for kelly to give like some kind of half-ass you know what carol <sighs> sometimes he's got to be a crazy lone wolf and just kind of fucking fucking do shit it's essentially the uh the dick's pussy's asshole speech for team america <laughs> Yeah, like i i don't know that <laughs> i don't know that you want carol to just kind of lean in the crazy carol yeah you know i don't know maybe the Maybe there is some daylight between those two positions staked out, but Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) that was another kind of head scratching kind of, hmm, Okay, odd redemption from Carol. But uh, yeah, like the idea that everyone
0: learning sign language now is somehow the same as a bunch of people
2: dying, including Kelly's sister, probably or that or that the death of Alpha that's now causing all this was was better than. Yeah, you know, yeah it was is the same as everyone learning sign language which does seem to be hella useful like uh they were using it throughout this uh-huh. episode to communicate silently around the whispers yeah um so that was cool i think that's something that we maybe predicted or anticipated or thought would be cool and they're doing it
1: so mm-hmm.
2: uh but yeah i didn't have too many problems with this episode so but
0: and they are like keeping me in suspense i assume they will tell us more about this plan oh
2: boy if yeah, not I- in retrospect this episode will be worse Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. We'll have to go and revisit.
0: Revisit Uh, how
2: many decayed thumbs we have up for this episode. Oh, man.
0: Probably not. (laughs) All right, why don't we take a little break and then get into the recap.
1: Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle
2: that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible.
1: I need to
2: go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13.
0: All right, we start off with uh, where we left off last episode. Uh, Zeke and Yumiko and Eugene meeting the woman in the pink coat, who says her name is Princess. Uh, Despite her offer to help, Yumiko isn't warming up to her very quickly. Especially after she fires her big-ass gun at some walkers and scares away the horses they rode in on. Uh, and They end up following her, though. I don't really know why. Hard to love this princess. Um, yeah, but a, a lot of fun. I, I don't know why, because this character could
2: be super annoying, but and I, I found her kind of charming. And I bet there was no amount, small amount of digital ink spilt on how annoying this character was in, in certain places. Um, Are people because, still like, spilling just, ink about the show? I feel like we're the only ones spilling bits. Oh, no. Oh, there's barrels. This is like even, even in its uh, zombified state, this thing is still pulling five million people in watching it on, on night one. So true. Uh, but I yeah, I mean, so I know there's a lot of people that just listen to our podcast and don't watch the show. So I feel like I need to explain to you, um, Juanita Princess Sanchez's whole look because she's wearing um, a bright pink purple pink um teddy bear jacket so it's very fuzzy and soft and all that kind of stuff she has those like really kind of ultraviolet uh um uh dye job on her locks mm-hmm. um she is i don't know kind of light brown skin she's got very punky she's kind of looks like um like a lot of people's worst nightmare of like a social justice warrior type <laughs> oh, uh, no. and she's extremely like bubbly um, but she's also like she's like very much in the mold of Eugene, where she's off-putting, but also mm-hmm. kind of harmless. The only difference between her and Eugene is she's actually quite competent, um, or she seems to be. She's a survivor; she doesn't need to be looked after in the way that Eugene did. And she's got the biggest goddamn machine gun I think that they, we've seen as a, as, as just a, a, a rifle on this show. Like she's using some sort of. Belt-fed machine gun, right? Yeah, it's like a saw or something. It's yeah. Uh, I, I'm not up on my uh, machine guns, but like, what the was, was there an FN Para? I it, think everything I, I, I know about machine guns I learned from yeah. Counter Strike. So that's exactly right. It looks yeah. like it looks like the big the the most expensive gun in Counter Strike. Uh, right. <laughs> and uh she doesn't you know respect maybe the four rules of firearm safety the way you'd want someone to do in the zombie apocalypse um she she telegraphs her mood with her gun though you know yeah if it's if it's aimed at
0: you she's probably not uh in the welcoming mood if it's aimed in the sky she's
2: good and uh, you know the thing is it's like i definitely think she has some sort of uh probably personality disorder Mm -hmm. um something that's not quite like 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 Eugene, there's no, something that's yeah. not quite o e m stock to her presentation, but I gotta say, Yomika was kind of an asshole from the jump, like yep. everything that she says about like. We didn't think you guys were going to attack us or what? She's like, I, I just—it's funny. It's like, well, you know, if I was going to attack you, my gun would probably look like this. You know, this is like the hey, how's it going, gun? And I—I mm-hmm. I, I felt like she had a point, especially since Yumika was the one that was the biggest stick up her ass, and she's the newest member of the group. Right.
0: Yeah, they have not done very well by those two, uh, Magna and Yumika. They, boy, it, it's amazing too because. Yumiko has become or had become until the hilltop was erased uh, the de facto leader of the hilltop so you thought she was like starting to emerge as a leader and an instrumental member of the group but mm-hmm. now she's just like throwing tantrums essentially
2: because she <laughs> yeah, lost her well, girlfriend I, she, I guess
0: I, I don't that's, know that's,
2: they, they say that's a that's a hard thing you know a loss of a relationship that's one of the most stressful things can happen and, yeah well, fine whatever it um, seems
0: semi-mutual just, I I don't know. It's yeah. it's tough to say, but she's certainly feeling some emotions here and taking them out on Princess. I think.
2: Yeah, I like, but I I like Princess because they, they ask her like, you know, why are you Princess? And she goes, well, I'd go with Queen, but that seems old and pretentious, and what which forces e- Ezekiel to introduce himself as, and I am. Ezekiel. Yeah. Uh, like, he, he almost <laughs> says King. He almost slips into that. He's like, oh, this is, it. yeah, this is, this is uh this, this will be some unnecessary pulling rank if I call myself King. So that was all pretty fun. Yeah. Um, I like it. Yeah. She scares though. I that I, I said princess wasn't the thing I kept on thinking throughout the episode. Is she going to be too much? And I'm like, nah, at no point yeah. was she more annoying than like alpha version Eugene. Uh and and I enjoyed him back in the day too. So.
0: Yeah. Uh I I will say there are a lot of questions raised about this city which I I still don't know what city it is. I And they were never to going research. to find out, yeah. Uh she hasn't seen anyone in a year. Mhm. There seem to be basically zero walkers in this entire city. She They're firing off guns. They're like What How? How is that possible? How is it possible that both you don't have people here who killed all the walkers, and and that's why there are no
2: walkers? But you also have no walkers. I think it's ten years, and you also have a group that's been rounding up tens of thousands of walkers. Um, and this is within like an easy walk of Alexandria, right? So the whispers pull them all. I yeah, like why not? Guess
0: they could have. I mean, it's a good place to find them. Cause there would be hundreds of thousands of them there.
2: Yeah. Um, But that, that, but that also makes their 50,000 Walker herd seem kind of. weak. Yeah. Like what happened uh, to the other 250,000 or whatever? I don't know. So that's one thing I, I wish I'd done a better job of, of keeping track of all the crazy shit that alpha has said, because like something tells me in the back of my mind that like they, she has hinted that this isn't the first time that they've come across something like Alexandria and and like essentially smashed it and prevailed. So it could be that they have, they go through zombies at a pretty brisk rate. If they keep finding these large civilizations, which honestly yeah. don't seem like they're making that much effort to hide. Like we saw this giant fucking migratory caravan. We got one that's blasting ham radios over half the continental United States. We got Georgie Porgy with her secret service going around disseminating records and taking represent, and exchanging letters and shit so it's like i don't know maybe i i don't know okay but we're never going to find out the name of the city ever see it again <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. i feel like we should know <laughs> i feel like the show just wants us to go oh yeah it's that city
0: it, it, that's not that's not me if it was yeah. new york if it was chicago
2: if it was i feel like it must be like the uh fort wayne of georgia yeah you know it's not Atlanta. It's not the place where they shot. It's not the suburb like where they shot Woodbury. They they, they must have found like well, uh, to, like you know, West one of, like,
0: Virginia or something, aren't they? Where was I? Don't even remember where Stephanie said to meet.
2: Oh, I know, but they it's all shot in Georgia, oh, no matter okay. what. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. No matter where they're at, they're always in Georgia. Yeah. they'll erase so a couple buildings of, in post. They'll they'll throw up yeah. a
0: map painting to disguise. yeah, yeah. yeah some yeah. bank building.
1: Yeah.
2: Exactly.
0: Fair. All right. Uh, moving on. Eugene worries that they won't be able to make the meeting in time without their horses, and Zeke wants to take up Princess's offer to help him, but Yumiko, still very untrusting. She thinks it's a trap. Uh, Eugene doesn't see any other way, though, that to make that meeting than to ask for Princess's help, and so Yumiko makes Princess hand over a gun while she leads him to the garage, where she has an abundance of wheels stashed.
2: Uh yeah abundance of wheels it's funny how that worked out um because uh-huh. i'm i i thought that what the reveal is going to be she had some kind of really cool fucking post-apocalyptic harley quinn mobile or something yeah uh i did not see the <laughs> the flotilla of schwin's that we got um yeah and, and eugene makes like a he says the likelihood of her having cars let alone gas is very it's low pretty yeah, yeah. So. but he's like it's you know we're also boned if we have to walk um, Do you think that they did a good job of establishing the fact that the communities were counting on this mission? No, this seems like a side mission. This does not seem
0: like a main quest.
2: So is this like some Yumika leadership bullshit and King Ezekiel for them to kind of keep saying that like, oh, there's too many people back home counting on us? That's bullshit. I never felt that. Okay, I thought so too. This feels like, like Eugene also, going to
0: meet his girlfriend from out of town and a couple people come along
2: because like there's a cool store in the city they wanted to go to or whatever. Right. And and I'm dying of cancer and I just got broke up and uh-huh. it's really going to be awkward to stay in the same community and yeah. Yeah, nobody I, unless this is
0: part of a plan, but but they left before there was any like plan developed. That's so what I'm saying. Like I feel like be. these
2: last three episodes have been very disorientating from a narrative standpoint. Mm-hmm. That like it hasn't quite smoothly flown. The basics are there, you yeah, know, yeah. killing Alpha and beta, beta taking over and doing all that kind of stuff. But like I just can't quite match up what Judah told Michonne. Yep. With this episode, and I can't quite how they directed and acted and wrote the scene where Eugene says, Hey, I got this girlfriend who's on my ham radio and I won. And, you know, it's a long shot, but you know, we could use friends and allies to like the community is counting on us. So I don't know. It feels a little, it feels a little herky jerky. And this might be because they were working around stuff that wasn't quite adequately shot. And they didn't have coverage and they couldn't do reshoots because of COVID. Right. It's entirely possible. It lines up like that. That all tracks, right? Uh That we know that they didn't have enough to finish the next episode. Yeah. So you can imagine the pressure the AMC put on them to finish whatever they could. So like maybe there's just some herky jerky
1: because of that. Could be. Certainly. Uh, But yeah, I feel you. Things have been a little disconnected sometimes. Mm hmm. Uh then beta
0: leads the walkers right into Alexandria through unguarded gates, and surprise, surprise, nobody's there. Um they're they're hiding out in a building
1: somewhere. And then Luke asks Carol to run an errand for him. Before we move on that, uh What what
2: did you think of the the use of the beta like doing the tortured whisper of
1: where are they?
0: Is he talking to Alpha out
2: loud? Because that's the only person I would think he would, like, consult with. It feels like he's communing. Like, I, I actually, th- him communing with the herd is fine. It's just the way it's, and in the comic books, it probably worked a lot better. But in real life, it you just looks ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Just, just the way he draws everything out and yeah but you have is, to because otherwise the
0: dead will hear the talking and go you're not one of us
2: that's Attack. true but he's also kind of like the kind of like mildly perform doing stage performance uh, like you can see the you know he's he, he assumed the Christ pose at one point in the middle of the zombies like yep. what is the what's the tripwire where the zombies just like what the fuck this ain't a zombie and start eating you <laughs> it's because- somewhere between human speech and Christ pose and I don't know where that yeah. line is how much trouble is Scott Stappy in the zombie apocalypse? <laughs> well,
0: his, his
2: speech is unrecognizable as human. So I think he'd be fine. He'd just stand up there. Did and, I get that? Did oh, I get that reference? Yeah. Is that the right guy? Okay. Fuck yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, okay. So I, I just wondered, I just, I thought some of that uh, was, was uh, a little, little goofy.
0: Yeah. I'm uh, with you. It, it is goofy. It's weird. Uh, but I don't know kind kind of cool in the moments where it does work uh, I, back to the scene you're just describing the oh i'm sorry well I, I was shocked uh when i saw them walking in through the gates of alexandria i'm like these motherfuckers are so stupid they left the gates open unguarded dude, are they like they're, having they're, a gabriel meeting what's happening <laughs> i was as confused as beta <laughs> in this scene and it really worked uh-huh. for me
2: Yeah, no, I same like I'm like, oh, and then when they cut to the professor and his new official girlfriend, apparently at Oceanside, um, talking about the tower and there's a plan and oh, and a lot of people are counting on professor, but he needs Carol to run an errand for him. What?
1: Mm -hmm.
2: It's to get the radio going,
1: right? He's
0: he's trying to be the Eugene in this situation. Hmm. but he Yankee I wasn't the wires. sure that, but
2: like like he might be making a bomb out of coconuts I, I don't I don't know that's true. I'm not sure what they i guess would is it possible they were gonna like lead the zombies into the ocean like they're gonna have uh like a ski boat with uh a couple people on the back uh and they just like drive off slowly into the ocean oh yeah it's gonna and, it's gonna
0: be Eugene on jet on on a pair of skis.
2: <laughs> being pulled Wear by a boat, wearing a coconut bikini blasted gonna van halen be, it's going to be the pumbaa gambit from the lion king essentially he's going to sing a song he's going to shake his ass they're all going to lick their chops <laughs> and then I, I was thinking the the famous jumping that he's going to jump the beta and this whole problem will be solved <laughs> i gotcha yeah i gotcha it's going to be the the, fa- the classical jump the beta moment yeah, yeah. Not the dumpster, not the dumpster, Glenn. That's, <laughs> no. that's not where the show jumped the beta. It's it's this here. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I think he's trying to repair the radio for some reason, but
0: but they're able to walkie up to the tower, right? So clearly they have a
2: working radio. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe that's why they need the tower, because it gives a natural vantage point, better, more, a lot, lot, lot uh, longer line of sight options for those walkie talkies to work.
0: Okay. All right. That sounds I don't know reasonable. why you need to have
2: literally every civilian in that high point, uh-huh. but not just your command and control structure, but yeah. Or maybe I that's know. the other thing. Maybe this is maybe this is like a two pronged uh, Joker strategy where it's like, well, if they go to Oceanside, we'll just have the, P- the Pumbaa strategy <laughs> and we'll lead the zombies in the ocean. If they go to the <laughs> tower, <laughs> they think we're dumb enough to have all of our people in the tower. Now nah, we just have the like a few talking heads and they're going to surround it and we're going to come from behind and double surround them. Yeah. And they're going to get super fucked.
0: Double surround with eight eight people are going to surround a fifty
2: thousand strong. Full on double board. envelopment, baby! Ah, oh, the milita- <laughs> military military stra- strategists are just furiously jerking themselves off. Oh, I got the full
1: on envelopment, double envelopment. Ah, oh, well, never happens. Yep, hmm. never heard of it. All right, <laughs> uh, let's keep going.
0: Daryl wanders the woods, talking to Michonne on the walkie telling her not to go home because they've got a plan. What is the plan? We don't know. They never tell us. But
2: and the plan curious. is the plan is we wanna have a step 1, wanna let the whispers come in. They're going to fucking stomp on Carl's Memorial heirloom peace tomatoes. Step 2, question mark, question mark, question mark, step 3 profit. That's the, that's that's the plan, Michonne. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know either find out next week
0: i suppose uh so the walkers have completely overrun alexandria beta is extremely confused by the survivor's absence and we see boston rob and aaron have stayed behind hidden in the tower running some kind of plan and beta prepares the walkers
1: to walk to do what they do best they almost get spotted uh yes that was pretty that was pretty tense this is all pretty tense
2: like i feel like in this scene they're doing a much better job hiding but in subsequent scenes,
1: I mean, look, I can see Beta. I can see them. I can see that Beta can see them.
2: Like, all the Aaron crouching in the world ain't going to hide the fact that you guys are just wearing flannel in this woods. Yeah. And there's not that much woods between you and Beta, the block division. I, I don't know what you, what you want me to, to say here. You, you, you guys got got. Mm-hmm. You guys were being obvious. Daryl would be pissed if he saw what you were doing. Oh, for sure. Yeah, they should have Daryl out there. Like, I, don't,
0: yeah. I don't know what Aaron Aaron's qualifications are, but I know Boston Rob doesn't know shit about right. tracking
2: and, and staying incognito. Yeah, he's been banging. He's been banging steel with a hammer. What the hell's he know about stealth? He probably his hearing's probably 50 percent shot by now. Probably. What, yeah, why why was Daryl just kind of like doing perimeter walks with little ass kicker when I don't know, man? They had the B team doing the stalking and surveilling that everything depended on. I don't know. Starting to sound like a another scheme and a scheme, man. Yeah, it's starting to sound
0: like a setup where they just wanted Daryl. <laughs> Daryl doesn't bear his emotions unless he's one on one with someone. He would never mm-hmm. do it in a group, and so they needed to get him away
1: with Judith, so that he could talk to her. Yeah. So, yeah, felt pretty artificial. Uh, but then Judith tells Lydia, what? What? Ju OK, yeah, yeah. Judith and Lydia talk in this episode, right?
0: <laughs> I'm thinking, oh, wait, this <laughs> yes, must be Negan because Negan talks to her like five times. No, oh, okay. yeah,
2: yeah, no. It starts off. It starts off then bonding over kitties. All right. Judith gets in there, says, hey, I'm sorry about your mom.
0: She says, I don't miss her. Unlike Judith, who misses her mother very much almost too much yeah. for what we saw last episode. Uh, I think, but, I, I mean, I think,
2: heh, I think Judah's putting on that brave face for her mom. And she's like, getting uh, scared because things are really setting in that, yeah. that, yeah. Like I thought it was going to be a quick, quick adventure in and out. Mom gets dad back and I, now I got two parents again and now it's starting to feel like, uh, Oh, this might be, might be a harder choice she's making. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought the interesting thing is I thought Negan obviously seems moved and he's going to intervene here. Um, I don't know how I feel about the overall intervention, but um I like that uh, they're still doing stuff with Negan also like how did you feel about them yada yada and um negan's reuniting reuni- with the group I guess
0: when Daryl comes back and vouches for you, yeah I don't know there would still be a lot of a lot of animosity there um and I don't know how integrated he is if they're giving him like the shit work if he's you know cleaning the the dishes or something as as and gets to lick the plates clean. That's his meal or something. I
2: think I it's know. interesting that he he's still kind of presenting as Negan, classic Negan. Mm-hmm. he's no longer like wearing the prison. uniform, got the and jacket and everything yeah, 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 um, I think that's showing that there has been a fundamental change, but I don't quite understand it because Carol apparently found that one thing and decided to return to the group but did, yeah. didn't go to Alexander first to be like, hey, everything's cool with Negan, I I suppose. No, but she I did like come that. back
1: because
2: uh, she's in the tower at some point, right? Like she's in Luke Oceanside.
1: Oh, oh, that's right.
2: Everyone's in the tower. I think. Yeah, you're right. So she came, so again, did you feel like at the end of that last episode that Carol was going to come back
1: to the group? Not necessarily, but I also don't think it it hmm. couldn't happen. Yeah.
2: I feel like they're still there. If they could have. They would have filmed a few other scenes. <laughs> I don't know.
0: I mean, that's the thing. Like, I I guess the question is, do you believe that the that the problems people have with Negan would immediately go away if they knew that he killed Alpha? No, I don't either. No, I don't either. I think There's Lydia People is need time to There's... change their minds about him. There's... And it's more than one grand gesture that's going to do it. Yep. Yep, yep, that's, uh, yeah, exactly. But we don't see him interact with many people. Uh, Maybe there is still a lot of that going around, and as we see him interact with more people, we'll understand that?
2: Well, I I don't know, because, like, also, I'm not sure exactly if Lydia's got a 100% correct take on it, because I also think you're supposed to understand that Lydia is talking about herself a lot, too. Yeah. You know, and that, like, people wish she had died, you know, like, no matter how good she does, people... Still gonna wish that she'd be dead, and so I, I don't know.
1: Yeah, she thinks she'll always be that whisperer girl, right? Mm-hmm. The outsider, but the killed the prince and split apart the royal couple. Oh, oof. It's A lot of a lot of pressure. All right, uh, Carol
0: takes one of the horses, two of the horses. I don't know. She's out there with uh, somebody else. Who sh- oh yeah, Kelly. Uh, and then Judith goes out to the woods to do a little clearing. This seems to be a common thread between the survivors. Yeah, just motivated to clear. Yeah. Uh, Daryl finds her and wants her to come back to the hideout. She doesn't want to go and says she wants to learn what Daryl does, his tracking skills. And so he kind of tells her how it's going to be while she learns and uh, ends up taking her with him
2: we got the first little uh hint of feral daryl for almost this entire season when judith came in and said uh i want to stay out here he's like nah <laughs> gotta go back she's like i hate out there it smells like a pee i want to learn what you do keep us safe nah i smell like pee and, too. Uh,
1: what's that, <laughs> <laughs>
2: what's I, that about? I smell like cat piss and shit too i don't know who told you otherwise it's a natural <laughs> repellent for coyote Right. Get uh, used to it. Step one. Here's the first thing I'll tell you, Judith. Go, go get that cat box and uh, roll around in it. <laughs> keep the keep the possums away. Uh, no, I, I don't know. I mean, this is uh, obviously this is what has to happen now to Michonne and Rick are out to play you. This is the tracks that they've they didn't even need that much tracks to connect, yeah. Um, but they've done a really good job of showing that Daryl is there to be the the uncle yeah. Um that when the parents are away, uh, you can you can trust that the, the kids are going to be safe with them and he's going to teach them a thing or two and et cetera, et cetera. I like it. It looks it looks like it's going to be real sweet.
0: Oh, yeah. No, it's fun. Uh, so then we go to beta with uh, he's walking the walkers out in the field, but something's bothering him. This path that he's on is not clear. Alpha then speaks to him, I guess, tells him that the, the path is to watch, wait and learn. Uh, some patience here and then Aaron and Boston Rob sees the whispers are headed toward Oceanside and radio it in
2: everything seems to be going to plan um, I don't I, like I said it's he's, he's in a weird cult he thinks he's got he's plugged into a transmission of the divine whether it's the alpha, alpha speaking or he's just plugged in he's just a prophet of the damned um, you know just going to walk around until he gets inspiration
0: it, here's what I think is the stupidest part of this Uh. This whole thing that happens here, there's there's a the beginning part of the scene is one of his whispers coming up to him and saying something, something, we follow you, Alpha calls him Alpha. Right. And he's he takes great offense to that. He's like pulling out his knife, going to kill this whisperer until Alpha talks him down. You do not get to sew Alpha's face into your own and then get pissed off when people mistake you for Alpha you don't you don't get to do it you don't get to do it you have you have not only usurped the position but you are literally wearing the skin of alpha you cannot get angry when people assume that you are the
2: new alpha i mean he was described as having lose lost it by other still committed whisperers Mm -hmm. like she's like one that's like look i i know i'm going to walk with the dead in the afterlife and and uh I still love these people. I'm I'm a diehard whisperer, but fucking beta man. Yeah. He's does he's lost his way, man. He's just yeah, it's Hmm. I do see what the uh
0: the note was all about last episode though. The the two What's eyes that? that see one truth. It's uh, okay, well now he is alpha beta. Uh-huh. Uh all rolled into one. Got gotcha. working as one, I suppose, and and using each
2: other. He needs he needs to rebrand as Omega. Oh, there you go. I'm no longer Alpha or Beta. I'm Omega, the end. How come on? It's yeah. right there, guys. That's just that's, that's yeah, so we even. are the that's, end of
0: the world. I mean, all that I'm stuff works. We are to
2: fulfill our creepy chance. We are the, we are the end. end of the yeah. alphabet. The Greek yes. ones. <laughs>
1: We're
2: gonna throw some Persian and, and maybe some uh Germanic <laughs> in there, and it'll be complete after a couple. And you will, yeah. There I don't are know. only like eight letters anyway. <laughs> no umulots will not. <laughs> they're never to do umulots, okay? No diacritic marks. Oh, uh, shit.
0: Uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, are we done with this scene? It's, yeah, it's, I think so. You know, it is what it is. All right, Eugene, Zeke, and Yumiko follow Princess through a minefield, apparently. they They don't really notice until she says, oh, yeah, this is a minefield. Zeke starts to see why Yumiko doesn't trust her,
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: especially when they see that their horse exploded on one of these mines. Uh, And then Princess loses count of her steps, Uh, which I will say, like Yumiko, not helping. Like if you don't, Mm. you don't remember, I'm gonna fucking kill you right now. That helps a lot when people are trying to remember things. Yeah, put a lot of pressure on them, high stakes. Raise him up. Yeah, I'm
2: actually starting to feel a little so- <laughs> sorry for Magna that she's living with like a James Bond villain as a girlfriend. Like <laughs> right? the first step at noncompliance. It's like she's Mama from Dread. Like, oh, you're trying to do some kind of complicated <laughs> thing. Oh, let me stick a knife through your ribs and see if that helps you with your con. Like Jesus Christ, you want to make out his minefield or not? Right. This princess isn't playing with a full set of jeweled crowns. Come mm-hmm. on now. Uh, I, I just
0: wonder, cause at one point she, she lobs her canteen, uh, to try and like test if there were mines in that direction, if that's the <laughs> yeah, right way. Uh-huh. She must've like rated an REI or something. How many, how many canteens did it take her to map this minefield? Cause she clearly <sighs> already knows like there's
2: this path through it. Did she herself mine it? Like I, I have so many know. questions about like, you know, what, what maybe or maybe a friend of her I, yeah i don't know i don't know also wasn't that a concrete parking lot it looked like,
0: like it i don't know how the mines got under the concrete
2: but yeah i had a lot i had a lot of questions but it's one of those things where this actually led to a lot of almost slapstick comedy like uh in a later scene the whole eugene cascade we'll talk about it was hilarious but mm. Yeah, I don't know. How long did it take you to figure out that they were in a minefield? Because Not I knew the second she said, uh, "Stay on my path yep. and don't blah blah blah," I'm like, "Oh, this is this is going to be a minefield or some shit like that." For sure. Maybe those pits full of bamboo sticks or something, but it's, it's going to oh. be something horri- horrifying. Yeah. Uh,
0: so yeah, they're kind of stuck there for a little while while she thinks. Then Carol and Kelly pull the wiring out of a car, which I guess was their errand to just go out and get wires. Uh, Carol tells Kelly that she's sorry about getting Connie killed. Kelly says "Ah, she's probably not dead. And she also understands why she did it. And that, you know, the way she is and the things that she does as a result might actually be her superpower. Which, you know, it's one of the things we've long loved about Carol, but it does cause Uh problems.
2: That's true. That's true. There's a, there is a probably happy medium ground between her being Rambo and her being the killer mom. Um, and she doesn't seem to be, and I, I, I gotta say that's like when you're kind of ping pong in between extreme philosophies, it does seem to be hard to find the center. But, uh, yeah, I wasn't crazy about this. Like, I didn't think the logic connected at all. It's it took me like two watches sister.
0: to even approach the, the dots they were trying to connect.
2: Yeah. Uh, I feel. Yeah. Like on that. So the connection is I'm losing my hearing. Um, That doesn't necessarily make me less of a person. Mm -hmm. In fact, a positive way to visualize that could be, is it my superpower? Because it's going to allow me to do other things like communicate with my hands and teach a whole community how to do that. Right. Uh, To Carol, you're a lone wolf that sometimes goes off and uh, kills without accountability or remorse. And, you know, sometimes you need that. So, you know, don't don't
0: change. Yeah, I, that is essentially the logic here. And I don't know that it tracks even when you understand what they're going for, because like, yeah. I, I don't think to date, Kelly's lack of hearing has gotten anyone killed. Whereas there have been
2: a hell of a lot of consequences for Carol's actions. And, and even if it had, like, even if, you know, like you, you, Kelly's the guard tonight and she let him walk her because she couldn't quite hear it. Like it's not a decision. She can't, she not, made. She can't not get she just can't decide to hear better. Right. Like Carol right. could fucking follow consent, the group's consensus uh-huh. on a plan. So, yeah, I, I, but, I, but I, she's you know, saying or,
0: essentially like you can't change who you are. And so right. just embrace it and all the deaths that come along with it. I
2: Yeah, I, it's, no, it was it's wild. Rough. She's like, I don't think you should have to try to change just because something bad happened. Like, wait, bad. Ha- but, but Would she give this same but, speech
0: to Negan two
2: seasons ago? Well, that's the thing is like this is the writers. The writers are crafty because this is literally the one character who can say this with a straight face because she still has active skin in the game. Her sister is dead. Yeah, probably. But the the show's wanting us to obviously believe that's not true. Could be dead at the hands of Carol. So anyone else saying this is just, well, this is Carol's friends covering for Mm -hmm. her or or Daryl, who's incapable of hating her or blah. But this is like, oh, well, this is a person who actually had skin in the game, lost that skin and is absolving Carol. I did.
1: I don't know. But like, is she right? I, like she's got the moral high ground. I don't but is, I, I don't think so. Um, yeah.
0: Like I said, she would not give this speech to Negan when he was the bad guy. Right. And just say, oh, yeah, yeah. all that killing you're doing, it's probably for a great purpose. That's your superpower. Keep doing
2: it, dude. And also, which version of Carol, and if we're gonna trust Carol Carol as the silent guardian, as like the Batman that just decides to break itself out of the glass case and rampage when it ever it sees fit, which version of the Carol Batman are we trusting here? Are we trust in like baseline Carol? We trust in Carol who's on fucking trucker crank <laughs> right. and is hallucinating shit in a prison and hasn't slept for seven days? Like, who yeah. is the Carol that gets to have these unaccountable vigilante powers? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm i not clear on that. And Carol, when she's high on trucker crank, ain't clear on that <laughs> neither. So, I, yeah, I don't know. So the first the first time that this show re- like kind of swung for something, I'm like, nah, I don't think you I think you whiffed on that. That's yeah. what we're arguing over balls and strikes here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Things have gotten weird, man. This season was so in- going so well until I-, I think you can almost like draw the line where Rosita started flirt re flirting with Eugene I, mm-hmm. I don't know what that was all about but mm-hmm. somewhere along the way like the
2: logic of the writers room got all twisted up not on the whole show just on like uh-huh. 10 15 to percent of it yeah sure
1: yeah uh, I'm telling you I'm
2: telling you at some, some point like in around episode 8 someone came into the room and being like fucking COVID get the fuck out everybody finish your work pencils <laughs> down and this is what we're seeing
1: yeah <laughs> could be
2: whatever hey whatever we can finish at home you know grab a couple hard drives get the fuck out of here yeah i think that's what's the, what we're
1: seeing uh all right well negan tries to talk to lydia about her mother and she wishes him dead
2: that scene
1: <laughs> we, um, we I, kind of is... mentioned it but yeah yeah, and they do
2: some they do some nice uh, camera work here like the they go real wide when Lydia drops the bomb of like, you know, so like, well, don't hold back. Say what you mean. And she's like, well, most of us here wish that you had died in the attempt. And then they go wide and they show like the desolation of Negan and his isolation and loneliness, which I thought was pretty, pretty nice. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm liking what they're doing in Negan.
0: Yeah, uh, the Negan stuff has been some of the best stuff
1: in this show recently. All right, let's take another quick break and we'll be right back. Next up is Zeke's group standing in the
0: minefield waiting for Princess to make a move. Walkers are moving toward them and the mines might cascade as as we see a, a preview of here. So Zeke talks to Princess who just picks a direction and goes for it. Turns out it is the way
2: out and the others follow her. Um. I love the whole Eugene doing his uh, I don't know if you noticed that our clocks rapidly dwindling because uh, the most pressing issue is defensing. But then I'm also worried about him improper mind placement leading to a cascade. And Yumika's is like, what's a cascade as a zombie <laughs> st- steps on it and his like, head gets blown into another. And, you know, you have the chain reaction. Yeah, that's that was hilarious. Uh, yeah, that was good. Um, Especially since, like, Eugene unfazed didn't break, you know, didn't break stride and just just continue to explain the cascade. I, I thought that was, like, one of the funniest moments that this season's had. And I'm, I'm that's the thing. I decided right then and there I couldn't hate Princess because okay. her crazy ass led to this scene. Uh-huh. Um, also, you know, it's funny because she's got that teddy bear jacket, but it's been raining this entire episode. And that yeah. is that to be the worst thing to wear Yes, like it's it's it'd be honestly better not to wear a jacket than to wear that thing in the rain. And it looks so uncomfortable this whole episode. That was all I could think in this scene, too. Same. Like, God, it's got to be so heavy and so wet and so cold. Yeah. Uh,
0: I was also wondering if (laughs) Ezekiel was going to use his superpower of being basically dead already and just walk his way straight out of this thing.
2: When he steps forward and uh-huh. says, uh, like, let me volunteer to handle this. I'm like, come Yo. on, dude. You've got cancer. Like, is you, your life still has value? And then he just essentially gives Prince as a pep talk. So, yeah. But I, I thought f- for sure he was going to just fucking walk the, the path of the faithful. And yeah. and well, if I blow up, it's OK, because I was probably going to die three weeks for three weeks from now.
0: Yeah, if they hadn't had the pep talk on the road last episode, I I would have been shocked that it didn't happen. But here I was thinking, okay, this would be really cool if he did it. But also he did just get a renewed sense of
2: uh, worth. Yeah, so. But I could totally see him turn back. But this don't you understand? This is why I came. Right. Only I who have no future can (laughs) walk the path of death. Yeah, I could totally see him totally vamping up and. And. Self-sacrificing like that. Glad he didn't, though. Yeah, I'm still. I don't. Am I crazy to think that there? The show wants me to think that King Ezekiel can live. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Are they doing it just to just ultimately kill him, or just to show that like even people? I mean, I guess it's a fair image to like even if you are certain that you're going to die. Those last few weeks and months can still be important. Like, don't die prematurely. Like, look yeah. at the good you might potentially be able to do. Like, maybe that's that's actually a, a lesson.
0: I mean, I, I
2: hate to break it to you, but we're all going to die. It's a certainty. That's
0: very true. It's just about that's when true. And you know, if mm-hmm. Ezekiel makes it another month, he might help a bunch of people out in the process. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. All right, Daryl schools Judith on how to track, and she finds signs of walkers. And also Daryl realizes they're rounding up more walkers and uh,
1: moves to take out the whisper who's doing it. And they just kind of cut this scene with other stuff. Hmm. Uh, not a ton to say there, but yeah, I will say I,
0: I like Judith learning to track. It's like. It, I don't know. She
1: becomes more like the people around her every day, which I think is cool yeah I, don't I i like i'm I i do not know like I feel like the show robbed us
2: of Carl becoming like a decent guy and you know being a leader of the community and well mm-hmm. of course we don't have a season left, but like, it'd be cool to see Judith's on that path too um I'm yeah. assuming that Judith is kind of like Carl in the way this this flat like probably worked in the comics um just from wh- what little I know about it but uh could be I thought it was really sweet the the shot that they did of um Judith and and, and Daryl going off to track the Whisperer and they had like the curled up zombie hand in the background. It looked very like something right from the comic books, the way they framed it. Yeah, yeah. The Silhouette of it like huge in the foreground. Mm-hmm. Um, also, like I had a problem because like I wrote in my notes like what the fuck Daryl misses a headshot for the first time in show history. But I think after I watched it again that he wanted to wing this person to interrogate them. Yeah, yeah. I
1: think yeah. you're right about I- that.
2: So it wasn't uh, it wasn't a just uh, oh the show I had to mistake because they wanted to teach you know Ju- Judith the lesson that was an intentional winging mm-hmm. okay
0: and then we go back to uh, the minefield where Yumiko's pissed about this the whole situation Eugene discovers uh oh they're actually at the same street that they passed earlier that day and they demand to know what the hell is going on Princess admits hey I screwed up and. I've been super lonely during the apocalypse also before it because I'm a little bit of a weirdo Uh, and Eugene totally commiserates, totally gets it and comforts
2: her. And then they continue toward the garage. I loved the, <laughs> the like, Eugene, like we just passed this Fleetwood drive and she's like, Oh, this city's got all kinds of Fleetwoods, Fleetwood Avenue streets. And he's like, no, I it's, it's Fleetwood drive. I know it. Cause when I saw the sign the first time I thought, huh, my granddaddy used to drive a fleet, Ma- <laughs> uh-huh. a Fleetwood. I thought that was pretty, pretty funny. Um, and yeah, like da- Eugene knows exactly how this feels, like how to tell these ridiculous lies? Yes. In this case, princess told them a lie to keep them staying there as her friends. Um, Eugene told the lie that he had the CIA cure of the vaccine that he had to get to Washington. Right. Um he knows he, he he exactly feels knows how this feel. And I thought that, yeah, it all tracked through. Like I don't see yeah. how you can hate Princess if you liked Eugene. If you hated Eugene, then maybe this is the straw that breaks your back, but I mean they're
0: they're such similar characters, not not necessarily in their particular characteristics, but like their overall uh personalities and, and yeah. <laughs> disorders thereof. Um I think uh, to the point where I'm thinking they will never meet up with Stephanie and they'll just end up getting together. And then she's like a character who is constructed to be Eugene's
2: girlfriend in the apocalypse. Really? I, it almost oh, feels like that. Oh, I don't know. I feel like those two types of people would never be able to achieve any kind of relational stability. They're just uh, too... maybe not, but also I don't know.
0: I don't know, man. They both mm. will intensely understand where each
2: other are coming from. I assume. I guess that's true. I didn't see them coupling up though at all. No. Uh. Yeah. But I mean, I what you're saying makes sense. They are an odd couple, but like because they're two odd people together.
1: Yeah, they're similarly like-
2: odd too. They're they're not just like.
0: You know, their, their oddness comes sort of from the same place. The same. Yeah. Feeling of being an outsider, social anxiety,
2: yeah. and probably in some sort of a spectrum thing uh, that keeps them from maybe interpreting things correctly. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they won't that. go that way. It just—it seems almost you're too. Bre- you, you're similar. preemptively breaking. Uh, potato. What's her name? Potato bug. I can't even remember anymore. Oh, uh, blue I've weevil. Backwards. Yes. Blue weevil. You've got her name down, blue and weevil I've not Blue weevil is a figment
0: of his imagination. Was he even talking to anybody up there? We don't know. He's <laughs> he's losing his mind in this damn tower. Like stringing. He's been irradiated. It would I mean, be funny if he's just
2: doing a Carol. Yeah, that there is. Except for uh, yeah, Rosita talked to his lady too. That was. Uh, she talked to someone. She talked to somebody. That's true Mm-hmm. also she's losing her damn mind I don't know man That's everybody true. in this community's lost their mind Sadiq is having his ice creams there hasn't been a single mil- mentally healthy person <laughs> how could in this there community? be yeah they're, they're, all, they're all done uh,
0: alright Daryl and Judith track down the whisperer that he shot he gets details about where people are and the whisperer tells Daryl Beta's lost his damn mind uh, she doesn't want to die but Daryl puts a bolt through her head and leaves her body which does not sit well with Judith And then he takes Judith back to the hideout tower.
2: I don't think she minded dying. She didn't want to die. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. Uh, uh, She, she didn't want to get shot in the head so that she could come back and walk. Right. And I think she wanted the arrow pulled out because she was, she didn't want to like walk around forever with an arrow stuck out of her shoulder. That makes sense. Like I got that. Like, it's like not that she, but I don't know. Um, Of course, Daryl puts her out of her misery. That's the right call. I don't understand why Judith, it, it kind of i don't feel like judith would be this wretchedly naive
1: mm-hmm.
2: after her you know like everything she's been through their mom the the community she's lived in the mom she's got the tutoring she had through about negan mm-hmm. like yeah as daryl says like these people are like a couple of miles away what do you what do you want what do you want us to do um yeah i i mean she's seeing her
0: mother and everything right like yeah and she's imagining this woman is her mother and that her body's just going to be left in a ditch somewhere, and she'll never figure out what happened to her and I mean, it'll be Rick all over again, right uh hmm
1: I, it's a fun it's it. a fair
2: thing i just I just uh, it's weird that she would be that would thought would be triggered by this whisperer woman yeah. you know um, she's feeling a lot of emotions right now,
0: and she's scared that's a big part of it, I think. Uh, yeah,
2: for sure. Yeah, I mean, this is not about the woman per se. It's about yeah. her mom and worrying about the people she loves. And I just like, I wonder if there's a slicker way to bring that up than have Judith suddenly having cold feet about leaving a corpse in a ditch in a crisis, you know? Right. Probably. But, you know,
0: it's episode 15 and they're in the crisis of their own. The Corona <laughs> Corona crisis. Yeah. Uh, Sabata chants a bunch of shit and then he hears a bunch of shit. As he tracks the survivors to their tower hideout.
1: It, it, I thought it was cats,
0: man. cool when the dead were talking to him like it. A walker comes up and looks like it's actually speaking to him, but it's alpha yep. through this
2: mask meld. Yeah. Yeah. I like the fact that he's communing with the dead. It's mm-hmm. it's pretty cool. And the way it's executed, like as you said, this random is random zombies kind of like having conversations with him. Yeah. I thought was pretty, pretty nice to show that he's really and truly lost his fucking mind. Mm mm-hmm. Um, As if you didn't or know I guess that. gotten to get gotten on Alpha's level Do you, I guess that's my question is like do you ever think that do you think the Alpha was this far gone or is she like one of those first generation cult leaders who's like pretty you know sane
0: right they, they bought into the money and the power that come with being a
2: cult leader not
1: the and message they, they that might, they're
0: perpetuating you know
2: Right. And they might get diluted from the worship and all that and yeah. get pretty extreme. But like at the end they're like but the the like lieutenants that take over, they actually do think they have a communion with God or some they're yeah. they're they're like they're worse in some ways. I I I I wonder if they're trying to suggest that. Maybe.
1: But then Not again, sure. like I don't know. Like Alpha's pretty fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. So pretty committed to the cause. Oh yeah. Uh, then we go to Aaron and Boston Rob lurking around watching beta.
0: They see them headed toward the tower and they try to radio it in, but for whatever reason, it's not working now. And they get captured by the whispers. Why doesn't the radio work? It's Dude, such bullshit. I don't
2: know. I don't know, especially since they should be like fairly close to the tower right now.
1: And they um, were just
2: communicating with it a second ago. Like, I. Mm-hmm. They radioed in
0: when the, they headed toward Oceanside, right? That worked. But now suddenly it doesn't. Is this are there? Is the episode trying to tell me that Luke is actively fucking with the radio?
2: And that right now it has happened to short out and they just can't get a call back. Yeah, maybe. Maybe there's something with the antenna. And that's because I, I don't feel like they since I don't understand the fucking plan mm-hmm. and they're being kind of mysterious about it. I don't really understand what the I don't understand what the plan is. Yeah. what the problems are and what the setbacks entail. You know, yeah, That's this one of the, It's one of the frustrating things about it. Um, but it does. Yeah, I had that that exact same problem. Um, also like stealth zombie times ten. Like these guys are yeah. following these people through the woods, and they miss one transmission in five seconds. They're again, oh, double enveloped. Oh God, it's a perfect military coup. Oh. like what? they they, they kind of completely surrounded by all side on all sides yeah. by multiple like by g- 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 two dozen whispers mm-hmm. uh again again i know there's angela uh, all these scenes i feel like angela kang's in the background with like a bullhorn just being like this is not a drill the actual apocalypse is dying get your shit get out do not ta-. yeah it's like you know yeah Put down the typewriter. You have to go. So, maybe, but there's a lot of like return to kind of form <laughs> on this episode.
0: You know, I hadn't thought about this until right now, but it had to be pretty surreal for everybody working on the zombie show yes. to be caught up in an actual potential apocalypse
2: here created by a virus. I'm telling you, it, it, there had to be the riest of jokes and stuff as this stuff, and, and not even that, yeah. but also just kind of like,
1: fuck, man, yeah. Yeah, that holy shit, that's surreal. Uh, all right, let's let's get to the next
0: scene. Negan tells Lydia that she has to get the anger she's feeling out of her system by hitting him, so she calls him an asshole, a selfish one at that, and then hits him a bunch and sobs as he tells her it's okay and embraces her. Hmm, this is how what these scenes. This, scene? this is how these scenes always go, you know?
1: Yeah, the, man. This, I've... I've
0: seen this scene fifteen times and fifteen other things, and and it's yeah. always fine, like. It yeah. does what it needs to do here. She lets out some anger. Yeah. It, it tells the audience that the anger is not actually aimed at Negan. He's just a convenient target. Kind of. It's more aimed at herself. And then just the situation. I I get all that. It works.
2: Yeah. I always hate it, though, when I uh, as someone who has a, a parent, that's kind of a real piece of shit. Um like her mom like she's got a point here I, I kind of hate that Negan's right like some of the not not right but he has a the, the, the show makes him have a point in that like oh you know your mom wasn't all bad I kind of liked her I liked certain parts no, of her I really liked old. her vagina I enjoyed it several <laughs> times I was out there like like no man Alpha's a giant piece of shit she tortured this child like yeah. this child doesn't need like oh you only got the one you need to make peace with that no f- bullshit she does Yeah. Um. she probably needs the lay out a lot of pain and grief and anger but I don't know I I wish that they'd approached it a little bit differently Hmm. Um, because I know it's like it's awful like I I always find that painful to deal with when someone's like well it's your it's your it's your family you can't turn your back on family like eh. I mean
0: that's bullshit I I, like I I don't know I, I go into this scene and I'm not thinking well Negan is right about everything I'm thinking Negan is saying things the Lydia is not like ready to totally hear or interpret. Mm-hmm. And like, there are a lot of different layers to this and it's not necessarily, Oh, she gets to the layer where she realizes that her mom actually wasn't all that bad. And that Negan is right. I think Negan can definitely still be wrong and still get this reaction out of Lydia because th- there's a lot of anger there that goes all the way back to her childhood, right? Like Grinch, she's still pretty young here, but like when she was very young and those flashbacks we saw, um, there's just so much trauma in that family. And I think yeah. like that is kind of where Lydia is at. It's not that Negan's right that there was some good in her mom. There wasn't. And and Lydia's angry about that, right? I that's kind of what I'm reading into it. Mm. Yeah, you might be right. Um and, and like I, the Lydia was ever fooled by her mother into thinking that like she owed her some kind of love or respect or something.
2: Yeah. I mean, I guess it's a lot like the scene in uh, goodwill hunting where, um, you know, Robin Williams, uh, it's not your fault. Wills until he like has a violent emotional outburst and then keeps to the other side of that and accepts genuine love, et cetera, et cetera. I just like, I I feel like it's, um, Negan was provoke, like, cause that was provoking Mm -hmm. will the, the goodwill hunting man. Um, and I guess Negan is doing the same thing. It's like, well, this person's trying to wall off and shut off their emotions and I'm going to force them to deal with it by provoking them and being an asshole. And I'm like, I, I don't know. Maybe is that the best? Maybe the Goodwill hunting is a better model mm-hmm. for that kind of stuff. But um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Negan's no therapist. I don't know if that's the right move. Because, yes, I'm saying that ultimately but, I don't like the whole like, well, you just need to hit me and you'll feel better. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like. Yeah. That's not a great. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Even in zombie apocalypse, I kind of like to show when they, they model healthy behaviors rather unhealthy. And I know how insane that sounds in the zombie apocalypse, but that's <laughs> how they can be even more powerful. You know, I mean, I always feel a little uneasy when any
0: character in this show is dishing out some kind of life right. advice. I mean, it's and, and uh-huh. it's not that they're in this situation. It's just that they're not they may not themselves be equipped. They might be giving bad advice. And I yeah, I, I think like if you're not talking to a health professional, um <laughs> a, a mental health professional, mm-hmm. giving that kind of advice is risky. It's
2: true, because you could also like they, it could be perfectly good advice and zombie apocalypse be like, OK, here's what you need to do. You need to go out there, find the next 20 zombies, pretend they're your mom. Just clear a little, yeah. And just just stab her in the head, just pretend it's your mom. You're killing her every single time. You just do that until it gets boring and then you'll be fixed. Like, that might actually work in a zombie apocalypse, but I don't know that it's healthy. (laughs) (laughs) Right.
1: Or or like telling
2: people that killing is their superpower. I don't
0: know. (laughs) Right. right. I don't know about that.
2: Uh Yeah.
1: It might make uh the
0: character
2: feel better in the moment, but it could be long term bad advice. Yeah, I got to, have to consult a diagnostic and statistical manual on that one. I'm not sure about the, <laughs> the, uh, the mental health aspects you, of it. You yeah. got
0: diagnosed zombie brain. Sorry. <laughs> you just got to. Here's how you deal with
2: it. You just got to go clear. Yeah. A, you know, a doc- Dr. Morgan has pioneered a method called clearing that uh, really, really set your mind at ease. $39.99 a month. <laughs> he'll teach you how to clear. Uh, you got a thirty-nine, Christ. and you got to whittle your own staff. Oh yeah, that's the requirement. And you got to make, make your it. own goat cheese. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay, let's go to the garage, which turns out to be full of bikes, and Eugene's pretty cool with that. He says, you know, essentially we can do twice the speed on these things, and that it's actually useful. I I agree. Um, and he also says, look, Princess wasn't lying; these are wheels. Uh, mm-hmm. Yumiko tries to apologize for being so shitty to Princess before and asks her to join them, and she is ecstatic.
1: She wants to go grab some stuff from her stash, including uh, Eugene's mythical candy. Yeah,
2: I thought that they're that that was them bringing that back around. Mm-hmm. So they're gonna the, what what uh, they're gonna get a a, a a stash of candy. I'm interested to see what her cool spear looks like. Because that was first and foremost about the things she wanted to get, and I imagine—I mean, I don't know. This could be like an actual cool medieval spear that's effective, or it could be some kind of rainbow bright shit. Yeah, I, I don't know. Bedazzled the jury's out. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> when you got the machine gun, you probably the the spear can just be kind of be for show kind of thing. Sure. Uh,
0: now that I've I've kind of started to maybe ship. Eugene and Princess. The candy thing makes me uneasy because it reminds him of his grandma. Hmm. I don't. I don't need any. I don't need Eugene to ship
1: with his grandma. I just don't see the 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 E and P. I don't. I don't see it. Okay. The Prince Gene. U
2: Prince U S U (laughs) S. Oh
1: no! That's (laughs) okay. It's
2: bad, man. I don't know. There's. Not a lot of combinations there for us to go with. No. Mullet, Pr- pruji. How about pruji? The mull round, the crullet. The crullet? Yeah, the crown and the mullet. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah, the crullet. That sounds like a a new type of pastry. Oh, yeah, I went down to the bakery and got a, a pack of crullets. It sounds like the female version of the
2: uh, movie crawl. Mm-hmm. Crawlet. <laughs> It's it's just crawl with the bow with the pink bow. Just it's like eighties like Pac Man rules, you know, mm-hmm. Ms. Crawl. <laughs> all right, let's get to this final scene where Judith uh. is
1: feeling
0: shitty about leaving that Whisper Woman in a ditch because she's thinking it could happen to her mom and that she'll never come home. All this stuff. Uh, she lies. I think she lies to Daryl about why Michonne left. Am I am I right about that? I, I or is don't this some, like, know.
1: I think they had another coded convers-
2: language. No, I think that the the that, that, uh, Michonne sent another message before she wandered off with the planes. People that uh, these, you know, this this group of five thousand people needs my help. It's more important than finding your dad.
0: Okay, uh, that would make more I,
2: sense than her lying because then
0: Daryl immediately says, "I will never lie to you," which I thought was yeah, ju- juicily ironic.
1: If she yeah. did just lie, I mean, she was
2: lying to she was lying to Daryl because she didn't want, she thought that, um, her, that she would, yeah, that, that, that Daryl leave too. Like if there's people mm-hmm. that needed help and her mom and Daryl, the type of people that would help people, her mom just left her to help people or yep. her dad. I, yeah, no, I, it's interesting. Cause like, I'm glad they're dealing with that. Cause I felt that same thing. It's like, well, maybe if, uh, she would support you going and getting her dad, um, that would be one thing, but like if you are going to just go off and help random people and taking all these side quests, like maybe that wouldn't sit well. Mm-hmm. And it's not. Apparently it is bothering her.
0: Yeah. Uh. So Daryl says, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you about what's going to happen. And then he tells her that she's got a ton of family back at the tower who love and need her. And then the radio crackles to life and Gabriel tells Daryl to come back with the wagon, I think. And then Beta directs the walkers to a hospital, which we think is the tower
2: that they're in. hmm I did like uh Daryl and uh Judith, like what he told her mm-hmm. about, like, I can't promise you I'm never gonna leave. Yeah. Like I'm telling you, that's not my intention, but I don't know what's gonna happen in the future and I could always die and all that kind of stuff. But the important I think it's just a I I don't know, it's the kind of way I always approach it with my son, since I'm an atheist and I don't believe in afterlife. It's like I you know, I'm gonna try to be here for as long as I can, bud. But like I do know one thing. Do you have a lot of family that loves you? Like, you know? something happened to me, there'd be grandpa, there's Aunt Valerie, there's your mom, there's Cecily, there's your cousins, there's your, you know, your your other uncle, like, there's like tons and tons and tons of people that love you, and so many people that you never have to worry about being alone, Mm -hmm. and uh, it's super true for for Judith's case here, like, everybody back at Alexandria would probably sacrifice something, just to to keep her going,
1: so. Yeah, I mean, this is a tight-knit community, Uh, Mm -hmm. necessarily so. Uh, yeah, family, family's not everything, but it's
2: not nothing either. Uh, family and community is pretty, pretty nice to have. Sure. Yeah.
0: Uh, and that's that kind of adds another layer and wrinkle to the uh, Lydia stuff, too. I think like Judith has she, she's born into all of this family and this, you know, this caring environment, uh, people that love and trust her and vice versa. Uh, yeah. Whereas Lydia is now she was born into the wolves And and now she's fucking not not literally the wolves. I know the wolves are other uh, enemies earlier on. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like I. There is something here that they're playing with the juxtaposition of Lydia and Judith, I think.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think you're like, yeah, how everyone's feeling about being abandoned by because like they even drew an explicit parallel at the beginning of the episode where Um, Lydia says not everyone has a mom like yours or Mm -hmm. not everyone's lucky enough to have a mom which is what I think really started Judith kind of spinning like oh Jesus yeah I've I, not only have I not appreciated what I've got I've already lost it oh my god like uh, right and
0: then Daryl kind of extending that family idea to the entire community also does the same with Lydia except in reverse right it's like
2: well she doesn't have a community she doesn't have a family and that also connects her to Negan and that yeah. like uh, uh, Lydia either rather than that. Lydia, you know, is in that awkward position where a lot of people hate her mm-hmm. for good reason. You know, she's a whisper. She's the, the sure. mortal enemy. Um, she got, Henry, you know, Prince Henry killed, et cetera, et cetera. Maybe she'll so, kill Beta and bring back his head and then everybody will just trust her like they did. with
0: Negan. There, Yeah,
2: that's that. That would be the cleanest way to, to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. That's
0: the end of the episode.
2: I will, I will say that we, we talked about this beginning of the episode, but I cannot get over the fact that I. An establishing shot of location hasn't bothered me this this much since like uh, middle of uh, the last season, of the expanse, right? That thing Thank where they you. got to the top uh-huh. of the prison and you're just like the the shot begs the camera to pan up to to, to first to to show something that they've been talking about on a whole fucking episode. Yeah. And for some reason, it doesn't. That is the first like thing you, I thought of when you, you said this. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. you. So you get, yeah, you get, you get to this, this hospital location. Has everyone seen an emergency room? It's got the awning. It's got the emergency. The M is like falling off because it it's the apocalypse, of course. Right. And you, what you, it's called the tower. You want to pan up to see the tower. You want to establish a shot. You want to see your pull back so you can see the terrain and what we're dealing with. And it just fucking. Nope. It just stays there locked on ground floor yeah i don't understand the title of the fucking episode is the tower man and we never that's get to see the tower that, that everyone's that was everyone's going ape shit they wanted to see the tower uh-huh. at the end it's like we're gonna have to wait a whole fucking year <laughs> to see if this is even the tower oh my god yeah i could see i mean really, that's really pretty walking people.
1: dead
2: <laughs> that's
0: pretty walking dead uh-huh all right man uh you got anything else to say about this
2: episode or should we get it out of here well, that will do it for this week on The Walking Dead or the Watching Dead podcast, rather. If you've got some long term feedback, long form feedback, rather, you can send that into dead at baldmove.com. We're saving all those up to consider after we're done with the 16th episode. I'm not sure, depending on how much feedback, that might just mean a super long 16th episode, or it might be a dedicated feedback episode uh, that we splice in with uh, some stuff we're doing on stereo.com other than that, we'll see you next week for the finale of the walking dead season 10, but not really because there's six more bonus episodes. Right. we'll, We'll deal with all that too. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Until then, I'm your host, Aaron. And I'm Jim. Later.